Chapter 18 of Secret History Revealed by Lady Peggy O'Malley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Secret History Revealed by Lady Peggy O'Malley. By Charles Norris Williamson and Alice Muriel Williamson. Chapter 18 Kel Eros rapturously sobbed the Belgian nurse who held me. It is he who has saved the lives of all our poor wounded ones and our lives, too. Did you not see the monster over our heads? It had to turn just in the nick of time. An instant more, and there would have been a bomb for us. Thank heaven and thank the hero sent by heaven it was a deed i thought worthy of eagle march himself the air scout who had accomplished it was his sole brother no matter what country had given him birth is it certain do you think that all those men in the zeppelin died there together i gasped every man of them yes it is certain but he the man of the monoplane he fell with them he fell yes my child but he fell free of the zeppelin he is not in that fire cauldron there didn't you see the end of what happened no i said for a second i covered my eyes oh it was all in that second we thought he was lost sacrificed for us and even now it is most likely that he is dead. We saw the Zeppelin drop away from under the monoplane. Then came the flare of light with the gas exploding and catching fire. But just before that the monoplane was poised in the air for an instant above the great falling shape. It seemed to, do you call it, plane down? all that happened was so quick and sudden and the aeroplane came to earth so fast we could not be sure of her fate but if she fell she fell free of the zeppelin we shall soon hear the other hospitals in town are full already except our little one which has still room for a few if any are saved from either of the wrecks they will be brought here unless we have filled up our beds meanwhile with people hurt by the zeppelin bombs by the mingled dawnlight and firelight we could see figures running to the fields where the wreck of the great dirigible and the heroic little monoplane had come down but long before news arrived of the occupant's fate we heard that none of the town folk had been injured by the explosion of the only two bombs which the zeppelin had been given time to drop three or four buildings had suffered more or less but fortunately they were shops and nobody had been sleeping there one bomb had fallen near a hospital and tony dalziel hearing a rumor that the annex as ours was called had been struck came rushing from the hotel close by to find out what had been my fate when he saw the steep-roofed building untouched, 
and with lighted windows he was relieved but ventured to ask for me and i ran down to speak with him at the foot of the stairs for a moment peggy i just can't stand for this he groaned and the tragedy in his voice contrasted so quaintly with his comic appearance bareheaded hair ruffled and costume sketchy that i felt rising symptoms of hysteria which had to be controlled i must get you and the mater and milly into safety somehow tonight is the limit mater's more dead than alive and mill isn't much better don't worry about me anyhow i said you see i don't much care whether i'm dead or alive that simplifies things a lot i wouldn't go away now if i could you shall go the first chance there is insisted tony with new authority and it may come soon there are some high-up belgian officers at the hotel tonight they came in an automobile not so big as ours and it's broken down if they can't get it right by tomorrow when they want to go back to brussels where they came from i'll make them a present of our car for the rest of the war if they'll take us with them you see it's a serious matter with me things are getting worse here and my leave'll soon be up you don't think i'd go and let you stay shut up in liege with bombs falling all around you and perhaps on you look i said forgetting to answer as they peered out through the open street door here come some men with a litter they're bringing it this way oh tony if it should be the man of the monoplane they think in the hospital that he fell with his machine clear of the zeppelin and may be alive ahead of the slowly borne litter ran a youth with a red cross band on his arm seeing my nurse's cap and apron all the uniform i had he began speaking breathlessly in belgian french had we a bed our nurses had sent word yesterday that if two or three were needed we could supply them he hoped they hadn't filled up since as here was an urgent case the aviator who had attacked the zeppelin and destroyed it by plunging onto its balloon at the risk of almost certain death but he was not dead and might live if he could have prompt surgical attendance and nursing yes we can take him in i said everything is ready and i'll run ahead of you to warn the staff tell them the red cross man called after me as forgetful of tony i turned to fly tell them we think it is the british or american monsieur mars who did us such service bringing news to the forts from over the german frontier two days ago i dashed on without stopping to answer or look back for the litter was arriving and it was not till i repeated the name as i gave in my hurried report that the sound of it on my own lips made my heart jump monsieur mars could it be the thought was too far-fetched i dared not harbor it 
my ward was on the top floor where the least serious cases were treated men who could be got upstairs without too much strain and suffering on the ground floor one bed was free as i knew and it was into that ward i went to tell the news to the matron perhaps when my duty was done i did not hurry over much to return to my own less interesting post and i was still in the principal ward when the canvas litter borne by four red cross men was carried in doctors and nurses pressed forward to meet it and i flattened myself against the wall sick with mingled fear and longing again i thought what if the big room which a week ago had been the restaurant of our prosperous hotel annex was still lit by electric lamps fantastically unsuited to a hospital ward chandeliers of sprawling gilt branches decorated with metallic imitations of mistletoe the light of day outside was filtering in but dimly yet it paled and made ghastly the yellowish glow of electricity even the doctors and nurses with their tired faces looked like ghosts and the wounded soldiers in their narrow white cots seemed figures of dead men modelled in wax some of them opened their eyes in deep violet hollows others kept the lids down caring for or conscious of nothing the staff who received the litter and the red cross men who brought it spoke in low voices but never in irritating whispers the moving feet made only a faint pattering sound on the linoleum covered floor and the litter was set down noiselessly at the side of the one free bed in the ward near it stood a screen which only a few hours ago had hidden the death agony of a soldier i looked at this and shuddered thinking once again what if it were he and if the screen should be needed again for the same purpose where i lurked out of everyone's way yet close to the door flat as a paper doll against the wall which smelled of carbolic acid nobody troubled about me i was just one of the younger nurses and none stopped to ask whether my place were there or upstairs in another ward oh god if it be he let him live i heard my soul praying nurses leaned over the long dark form on the litter whose face i could not see because where i stood only the top of the head was visible a head thickly covered with short rumpled hair which might be blond or brown when the blood stains were washed off the bending figures quickly skillfully cut away the stained and blackened clothing and when it was the surgeon's turn to examine and perhaps to operate someone noticed the intruder the head nurse came to me and laid a hand on my shoulder my child it was you who brought us the word just now she said kindly her eyes on my pallid face but you must go to your own duties this is a great honor we have to care for the hero who has saved us 
it must be our turn to save him go tell the news in the upper wards that we hope for the best the very best say to the doctors that it is indeed monsieur mars they will know the name they will have heard of him and what he did for liege only the other day i'll go but one instant first i implore you nurse i pleaded i think it may be that monsieur mars is an old friend of mine i beg you to let me have a glimpse of his face she looked at me and hesitated but my imploring eyes which suddenly spouted tears decided her kind heart in my favour one glance then but control yourself she said and taking me round the waist she led me quickly across the room mademoiselle our young british assistant says she knows the patient the matron announced make way for her an instant then she will go to her own ward someone pushed me forward at the same time holding me firmly lest i should collapse one fleeting glance was vouchsafed me of a form covered with a sheet and a blackened blood-smeared face with half-closed eyes whose whites showed under the lids and on whose lips was some strange semblance of a happy smile to those who did not know him well or love him beyond all the world that marred face might have been unrecognizable in its mask of dirt and blood but nothing could disguise it from me monsieur mars the wounded hero of liege and captain eagle march late of the american army were one and the same i didn't faint but i don't remember anything else till i found myself sitting on a chair in my own ward the nurses were having morning coffee one of them gave me a cup if i hadn't been a nurse myself with patients to think of i should have dropped it and burst out crying but instead i drank the coffee and a moment later went back to the bedside of the man i had been tending before leave was granted me to see tony you look as if you'd met the ghost of someone you love said the nurses who'd been keeping my place but he was not a ghost not yet not yet end of chapter eighteen recording by john brandon